Hello everyone, welcome to the expansion of the Kingdom Ministries. Today is going to be a very good and heartwarming message. So, it's going to be titled, The Small Things Do Matter. And, again, my notes honestly are all over the place. I really need to get together on that. But, like I said, everything will fall into place because I trust the Lord. So let's just lead us into prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm so thankful for the people that you brought here for this message, dear Lord. I know that you are calling them and that you want to speak um, life into them. You want to guide them. You want to gain them closer to you, Lord. You're calling them, Jesus. I pray that you open up our ears so we can hear and our eyes so that we can see spiritually, of course, dear Lord. Bless the messenger. Let these people know that it is not me talking, but you talking through me, dear Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, I'm going to read a small story at the end of this that is going to, I know it's going to touch you. So, let's just start off with the notes. Um, the small things do matter, and they're bigger than you know. Um, so, for an example... The world's largest tree, it's called a General Sherman tree. And the General Sherman tree contains over 600 tons of weight in its trunk. Yet this tree grew from a seed so small that 3,000 or more seeds weigh only one ounce. And um, I want to go to the scripture, Matthew 17, 20 where Jesus um, says, he replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, move here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So even when doubt seeps in, know that if you have a little bit of faith and you hold on to that faith, that you can tell the mountain. The mountain is symbolic for your problems, something that you have to come over and face. And so you can tell that mountain to move and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. And this is Jesus's promise to all of us. Um, so I want to go into this story that I saw on Facebook, and I'm just going to read it. Um, I arrived at the address and honked the horn. After waiting a few minutes, I honked again. Since this was going to be my last ride of my shift, I thought about just driving away, but instead I put the car in park and walked up to the door and knocked. Just a minute, answered a frail, elderly voice. I could hear something being dragged across the floor. After a long pause, the door opened. A small woman in her 90s stood before me. She was wearing a print dress and a pillbox hat with a veil pinned on it, like somebody out of the 1940s movie. By her side was a small nylon suitcase. The apartment looked as if no one had lived in it for years. All the furniture was covered with sheets. There were no clocks on the wall, no knickknacks or utensils on the counters. In the corner was a cardboard box filled with photos and glassware. 
Would you carry my bag out of the car, she said. I took the suitcase to the cab, then returned to assist the woman. She took my arm and we walked slowly toward the curb. She kept thanking me for my kindness. It's nothing, I told her. I just try to treat my passengers the way I would want my mother to be treated. Oh, you're such a good boy, she said. When we got in the cab, she gave me an address and then asked, could you drive through downtown? It's not the shortest way, I answered quickly. Oh, I don't mind, she said. I'm in no hurry. I'm on my way to the hospice. I looked in the rearview mirror. Her eyes were glistening. I don't have any family left, she continued in a soft voice. The doctor says I don't have very long. I quietly reached over and shut off the meter. What route would you like me to take, I asked. For the next two hours, we drove through the city. She showed me the building where she once had worked as an elevator operator. We drove through the neighborhood where she and her husband had lived when they were newlyweds. She had me pull up in front of a furniture warehouse that had once been a, a ballroom where she had gone dancing as a girl. Sometimes she'd asked me to slow in front of a particular building or corner and would sit staring into the darkness, saying nothing. At the first hint of sun was creasing the horizon, she suddenly said, I'm tired, let's go now. We drove in silence to the address she had given me. It was a low building like a small conveyant home when a driveway that passed under a portico. Two, oh my gosh, I'm sorry guys. The devil's messing with me because it just exited out, but we gonna find it, we gonna find it. Have patience, have patience. Two order lines came out the cab as soon as we pulled up. They were solicited and intent watching her every move. They must have been expecting her. I opened the trunk and took the small suitcase to the door. The woman was already seated in a wheelchair. How much do I owe you, she asked, teaching, reaching into her purse. Nothing, I said. You have to make a living, she answered. There are other passengers, I responded. Almost without thinking, I bent over and gave her a hug. She held on to me tightly. You gave an old woman a little moment of joy, she said. Thank you. I squeezed her hand and then walked into the dim morning light. Behind me, a door shut. It was the sound of the closing of a life. I didn't pick up any more passengers that shift. I drove aimlessly, lost in thought. For the rest of the day, I could hardly talk. What if the woman had gotten an angry driver or one who was impatient to end his shift? What if I had refused to take the run or had honked once then driven away? On a quick review, I don't think I, that I had done anything more important in my life. We're conditioned to think that our lives revolve around great moments, but great moments often catch us unaware, beautifully wrapped in what others may consider a small one. People may not remember exactly what you did or what you said, but they will always remember how you made them feel. At the bottom of this great story was a request to forward this. So that's what I'm doing to you. And God gave me the word and he said that the small things matter. And so if you think that you're to matter, you need to live a big life and have these big moments, that's a lie that you're listening to the enemy. You, you can minister in small ways and make a big impact in people's lives. And so I just wanted to let that be your reminder that the small things matter. And try to minister in the small ways because you don't even know how big of an impact you're making with other people. I pray that this message bless you. And just know that I love you. God loves you. Peace, love, and blessings.
and have a great rest of your day or evening wherever you're at.